Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Okay, last week, I hope you enjoyed the Community Table first part segment on developing your personal brand. For me, the key takeaway was just the definition of what personal brand is. And that is, as a reminder for you guys, that it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. Okay, I want to say something about that. Okay. We're not talking about the haters, because I don't care what you do. They're always going to say something. Yeah. But we're talking about people who really are, are authentic with you and are not looking to sabotage, that are genuinely trying to work with you in the workplace. Yep. Then those are the folks that we're talking about being concerned what they're saying about you when you're not in the room, not the haters. <laughs> this week is a continuation of the community table conversation where Lou and I, along with Walilian and Lorraine, talk about communication as it, as it relates to the workplace. We hope that you will learn something or that it's a reminder of some things that you already know, but in either case, we'd ask that you would share the information with your family and your friends. And also, please don't forget to subscribe to Earrings Off. We appreciate your, you listening, but we'd also ask that you subscribe to Earrings Off at www.earringsoff.com. Thank you and enjoy. What I have seen um, through the years is that people who are not able to Communicate people who are maybe not able to um, get in front of an issue before they blow up. That, that's a problem. And I have seen people destroy careers and reputations mm -hmm. because of that, because they have been unable to manage conflict in the workplace. There have been some horrible examples of that. I've seen that as well. Yeah. And, and it's real. It's real. And um, one of the things that I would recommend to anyone, something you just said, get in front of the conflict. Yeah. And I think you have to bring a lot of courage to the workplace. You do. You do. Uh, you the courage really do. to communicate. Mm -hmm. Because if there's something that's not setting well with you or sitting well with you, it's, you have the responsibility to be able to go to the person and say that. And you do it with compassion. You do it respect, respectfully. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps situations from becoming volatile. Right. Because silence is consensus. Yes. If someone continue, if you continue to engage with someone who is difficult, you don't say anything, they'll come again. Mm -hmm. And they will come again to the point you will be the one who will blow up. And you're going to be the one has a tarnished brand. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to get in front of it. Yeah, yeah. I agree, and I, I think what, what I learned was um, your point about you have to have difficult conversations. Yes. yes. I mean, you do, it, and um, it's not something you enjoy, mm -hmm. and it's something you try to avoid, but at some point, you have got to have those difficult conversations, and the way I always approach them was to just try to get my thoughts organized mm -hmm. ahead of time. I would write down, okay, what's the issue? This is my interpretation of what you did or what happened. Mm -hmm. And to to just, I would actually rehearse that 
and plan. Mm -hmm. I would plan, okay, this is what I saw, and then also plan that person's rebuttal. What am I going to say if they said it was this? What am I, how am I going to react? How am I going to address that? I would plan all of that out. And it may appear that I was having a conversation. I was very prepared for that yeah. conversation. And I think you have to spend there, the time. There's actually a book. Um, I think it's called Crucial Conversations. Yes. I'm not real sure about the author, but I think there are some of the steps that you just laid out that you yes, took are, are mm -hmm. outlined in that book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also think that you have to accept people where they are. When you have those conversations, not everyone may be at the same level that you are at mm. when you have the conversation. That's so true. So you have to be able both up. I've had difficult conversations with those <laughs> above me. So and in those instances, you almost, you, you say what you have to say, and then whatever their response is, remember they're the boss. Right. So you have to sort of like, okay, yeah. tuck your yeah. tail in. <laughs> go on. Right. Go on. Keep right. it moving. Right. But um, that's a difficult conversation as well because someone has made you, has done something or made you feel a certain way. Okay. And like what Lillian said, you don't want to keep quiet about it because it will build up. Yeah. And then you'll take it out on someone else. And that becomes ugly when really it's this other person you should have had that conversation with. Right. But you, you know, silent and didn't say anything. So you have to meet people where they are and then also accept what they say. Accept it, but you don't have to accept it to say, okay, I agree with it. You have to accept it and accept the fact that they have feelings, they have an opinion, they have a voice. You may not agree with it, yeah. but you still give them that audience mm -hmm. to um, say what they have to say. Yeah. And I think when you do that, you sort of open up the air. Yeah. And you're not doing it in public. Always, never, right, right. never, yeah. never, yeah. if possible, have that kind of conversation in public. And if it's more than one, sometimes, you know, I've had conversations where the person will say, well, so-and-so said, I said, okay, let's bring so-and-so in. <laughs> and there's three of us yeah. at that point. But it's in private, yeah. and everybody has an opportunity mm -hmm. to say what they need to say. Clear the ear. Agreeing all the time, but just clear the air, and then we can move forward. And yeah. so, give people an audience. So, a lot yeah. of times, people just want an audience. Well, so they they want to be heard. Yeah, right. so they can open they up and express heard. the difficulty that they may have, and you know that you may have, and sort of clear the air. So, I think you can have that difficult conversation mm -hmm. and be um, humane about it, be honest, truthful. Move on from there. Right, right. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, when we talk about all these things around brand excellence, one of the things, especially for younger professionals in the workplace, mm -hmm. difficult to be good at this. Difficult because we're talking about new experiences, mm -hmm. new relationships. And the other thing I would say is I always tell anyone have the power of noticing. And what that means is, attention to people who handle these situations well no matter what the situation is outside mm -hmm. of work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, because your friends can't tell you mm -hmm. they're gonna agree with you <laughs> yeah. uh, most of the time yeah. but find someone who you can confide in to help you to work through whatever the situation is that might uh, end up tarnishing your brand 
Uh, if it's a difficult situation, if you're not working well with people, if you're not working well with your boss, you don't know what to do in terms of creating excellence in uh, a, brand, a brand presence. People out here who are experienced in this, but have your eyes open, pay attention mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. who people respect, who you That's see doing point. it well, yeah. and um, latch on to that person if they will. But you got to find someone who you can bounce these things off of because if you're young, and I mean, there's still people my age who haven't gotten it right. (laughs) But I'm just saying, just recognize the need to find someone who can help you to build your brand presence in a way that you're proud of and that you stand out in the workplace. That's almost like saying um, to identify a mentor for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's good if you can find that person who will mentor you and you know, you're able to bounce things off and have that conversation. I agree with Wellonian. You need to be observant. Those people in the workplace who can handle difficult conversations mm. or difficulties, right. who has a presence that you admire. Mm-hmm. All of that. All yeah. Of that. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily always have to be a mentor, but just someone you can use as an example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a sounding board mm-hmm. that you try. And yeah. observe as right. at a distance as a dog, the way they handle that. Yeah. I, I can do that. I'm going to try that. Try right. that. <laughs> but you know, Absolutely. Yeah, that's critical. But, but one thing that I've noticed that I, I think, well, I wish people would um, attention to or be aware of. You, you really can't expect that the workplace is, first of all, I would tell people, you weren't brought here because you need a job. You were brought here because the organization had a need. And so we're hoping that we can work together and that you'll get what you need out of it, but the organization has to get what it needs out of it. And so, but when you look at that, so many times when we talk about relationships, it's like people expect that in the workplace, that everybody's their friend. It's, it's like we have to be best buddies in here and we have to be, you know, we have to have our kumbaya moment and it's really not about that. I always took the position if I made friends at work, that was a bonus, but that wasn't my goal. My goal was to try to do my job and to manage my career and I was would try to be supportive of others in that endeavor, but it was not so I could pick up a best friend. But you see that, it's sort of like people, they don't, they don't quite understand that in the workplace. I think also, sometimes the organization will give a, a wrong message because some organizations will say, oh, we are family. And I hate that because <laughs> you're not my family. Yeah, right. I, I got a family and you're not it. Yes, you're not it. <laughs> so uh, it, I think the onus is on both, both the employee and the employer. The employer will give that message, but then they may mistreat the family. Right. So you've given the employee a mixed message, right. a wrong message. So they don't know how to respond. Well, they get angry. Yeah. Yeah, they're confused. Yeah. yeah. yeah, con- well, confused. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is angry yeah. because, you know, mm-hmm. they say, well, I thought so and so. And their expectation is that the employer will take care of them when you say this is a family. Right, right. right. That's wrong, a very good point. Wrong message. Yeah. Wrong message. 
Right. Um, unless the employer is willing to take care of them and, you know, say that we are family and treat them like a family. Right. But um, I agree with Lou. I don't go to work to be your friend. I come to work because I need money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Lorraine. <laughs> to take care of your real family. Right. If I meet a friend or two, that's, 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 a, bonus. that's a bonus. That's a yeah. you know, side attraction. But I don't come to work. And I've told my staff, I don't need to be your friend. I just need you to get the work done. Yeah. But, you know, that... It, I think the onus is on both, the, both the employee, their expectations, and the employer not to give false expectations to the employee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah, but it, you're right. It's on both the employee to recognize that you know what, it's it's not like that, right? Yeah, and I've seen in uh, workplaces become far more social in yeah. the last few years. Is that they right? they want to have tailgate parties. Uh, they want to have this kind of party and all that, and uh, and I'm like, understand why we're here. Understand what the expectations are in the workplace. And you're right, we're here to meet our employer's need, mm -hmm. and hopefully we land in a space where we have uh, managers and leaders who want to help us be successful with that. Mm -hmm. But all the socializing and, well, and it, I've seen it grow over the, in the last well, few years. And I, I think it's, some of them are using that, I think, you know, as team building and we hear that a lot. But I, yeah, but I, I just, I would have a problem if people, if, if people don't want to participate, don't, you, don't, you don't make them feel like that's something they have to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you allow people the freedom and flexibility in that, I think. Well, I right, think you do. You do have to allow them that. But that's where I would say, uh, Paul Lillian, that it has changed. Um, mm. I think that that is definitely a part of an employer, yeah. an employee. Um, yeah. Now, the social aspects of it. Um, more and more people are encouraged to bring that part of them off to the office as part of being diverse or diversity. Uh -huh. You know, and, that, and there's that expectation from some people for that uh -huh. in the workplace. So you have to incorporate the social. But how are people seeing if they don't, if they're not comfortable with that? Are See, they? That's, that's still that's yeah. still a, a real problem too because they are then bond yeah. if they don't get involved in it and and, and participate. Mm -hmm. They some people might feel like, oh well, that's so and so. They never socialize mm -hmm. with us. They don't talk to us after. After work, but it's it's a, it's a it's a hard it's a hard place it's, to be. It's, right? it, it's a real fine line. It is I a think. real fine it's line. It's a very fine line because I'll go back to where you know they have they they have this is holiday season. So you know we have Thanksgiving of course, and then we have Christmas. Mm -hmm. I don't celebrate right, Christmas. Right. I, have, I haven't in forty years. Yeah. So I've tried to say to my employee, don't say Christmas. Say it's winter break or mm -hmm. holiday. Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't have to necessarily yeah. say mm -hmm. Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and like you said, it's sharing. So one year we had an, uh, an instance where we shared our holidays mm -hmm. with one another. So I gave a presentation on my holidays. Yeah. Somebody gave a presentation on the Jewish holidays. Yeah. And we talked around that. That's the diversity. But it's a very fine line, and people will come to HR and say, well, I don't really want to participate in that, this, that, and the other. In the workplace, and this is 
goes to the manager. The manager has to balance it so that person who doesn't participate is Is not shunned or doesn't feel guilty or also feels included. So that's a real, and that's, HR has evolved around that. And we've tried to help managers to recognize that not everyone is going to participate in everything. So instead of having a holiday party, go bowling. I think people bowl or do something more generic. Right, right. That you could have everyone um, involved. The social aspect, sometimes I think employees see it as trying to build loyalty to the company. Mm -hmm. So they will have these social activities and Mm -hmm. You know, engage the employer employees outside of the workplace mm-hmm. to participate in these kind of activities. They'll have baseball teams right. and you know all kinds of things. But it is a fine line. Well, it is, and I think it's incumbent upon management, though, when you're in those roles. If you have people on your staff who are maybe not participating, because a lot of the direction is is um, taken from management and, and your role. But if you take the position that oh. Oh, Jim's not coming, but you know, his kid has a game today, or you know, he's been working so many hours and he's got to spend time with the family too. You set that, you you make your other team members understand that they're not to be ostracized. And yes. I've done that because I have been the Jim in the past yes. who had family obligations. And once I worked a certain number of hours, I know I've got to divert some attention to my household. So I've been in that role, and so I'm always very sensitive to people being shunned or made to feel like they're not a team player or less than because they don't want to participate in these after-hours events. And so I think as managers, you have to be aware of that. Be aware of the tone that you're of the tone that you're setting, the the role, the you know your role modeling in terms of what you're letting people see, how you respond. But if you get an attitude and you buy into, yeah, he's not a team player. He could have come. He never. If you start allowing that, then you're going to start seeing a breakdown, and you may actually think that what you're doing is positive. You're breaking your own team down, and when you turn on them, they'll start turning on you. And I see that. I've seen that throughout my years. So. Yeah. And, and I, I would say yes to that. And the, the, the thin line that we don't want to cross is when it comes to um, activities or events or just um, behaviors that are discriminatory. Right. Then we've crossed the line. If we start making, you right. know, um, having religious activities in the workplace and we expect everyone to participate. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And that shouldn't happen. But you do have workplaces where that is what their um, brand is about. It's a a workplace that really um, is serious about the religion that they're um, involved and engaged in. And that may not be the organization for you. Right, right, right. And you have to think about that. Exactly, you have to think about that. You definitely have to think about that. Yeah. So I tell you, we have touched on a lot of different um, subjects today. Um, we've talked about uh, really branding and brand excellence and even some relationships and trying to manage and navigate um, in the workplace. So what we're going to do at this point, if you have some last-minute points that you want to share for listeners that might be of value, feel free to share those now. 
Um, and if not, we'll wrap up. No pressure at all. <laughs> I have one thought. I would just uh, leave our audience with live your professional life purpose. Go into the workplace with a clear purpose uh, for being there, what you want to accomplish, how you want to be perceived, mm -hmm. what you want to contribute. Go there with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Mm -hmm. And to piggyback on that, go there with a purpose, but try not to miss an opportunity that comes your way. Mm -hmm. So that's being observant and again, going with a purpose. And when I say try not to miss an opportunity, I always, and I've mentioned this to Lou, I'm all, I always look, regardless of what position I'm in. <laughs> you told me that. She told me that. I always look. She's always looking. <laughs> I always look. And I mean, it's better to look while you That's right. gainfully employed than when you're not, because then that desperation comes into play. And that's not a good thing. But, so um, even if you're happy in your position. Even look, when you're happy. Lorraine used to tell me that. <laughs> even when you're happy. Oh, just go out there, and now we have the internet, just go out there, you know, and I'm not saying doing it every day, but, you know, maybe once, twice, three times a year, just go out there, always keep your resume cleaned up, that's number one, mm -hmm. always look, and you never know, I've found, I have been hired in a position, I was hired in a position that I went for an interview, and it was just so um, casual, that I didn't want the job. <laughs> But I was offered a job, and they gave me more money than I was making. Wow. It was a job that, oh, okay, I'll mm -hmm. take it. But always, never, try not to miss an opportunity. And that goes back to what Wallonian say, going with a purpose, but also have that in the back of your mind that I'm here where I am now, but you never know, I may end up somewhere else. So, mm -hmm. That's good. you know, always have that in the back of your mind that I don't want to miss an opportunity. So be prepared. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you all so much. And um, thank you listeners for joining in. We look forward to the next episode. Thank you, Lorraine and Walilia. Again, that's it for us today here at Earrings Off. And you know... When we know better, we do better. Thanks. Have a good day.